coach, Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this masterclass, Stop Eating When You're Full. I am so excited about this training, you guys. It is going to be incredible. I hope you guys are just as excited as I am. These masterclasses give me so much energy. I get so excited about them. I get so fired up. Um, So let's freaking go. Let's freaking go. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. We're going to get right into it. And we're going to go ahead and get started. If you are watching, say hello. I always like to see who's watching. Let me know where you're watching from in the chat. It's going to be amazing. Okay, so welcome to this masterclass. Stop eating when you're full, okay? Hello, everybody popping on. Hello, hello. Okay. So the topics that we're going to discuss in this masterclass, hi, Shaned, is what blocks your body's ability to stop when you're full. So why can some people naturally stop eating when they're full and some people can't? Why can some people leave food on their plate and some people can't? I'm going to explain what actually blocks this in your, in your body to prevent you from being able to do this. Um, Hi, Colleen from Long Island, New York. Amazing. Lori, hello, you guys. So excited to be here. Amazing. Okay. We're also going to talk about techniques to reconnect to your body and be in tune with your intuition and your hunger and fullness cues. And we're also going to talk about what you can specifically do before during and after a meal so that you can leave your meal feeling satisfied and comfortably full without feeling physically sick or overly full. You know, that feeling after a meal, you feel sluggish. You have to put on sweatpants or a baggy t-shirt. You have to just lie down on the couch. You're like, oh, I just feel so heavy. We don't want to experience that feeling. Okay, so I'm going to teach you how to be able to do this in a way where you can leave your meal feeling satisfied and comfortably full. Okay, all right. So a quick introduction. A lot of you guys know me. Some of you guys are new here, but I am Lauren Acosta. I am your binge eating coach, and I help women improve their relationship with food and end binge eating through my root and rewire process, helping you get to the root of your binge eating and teaching you how to rewire your brain. So you stop feeling that urge to binge. Hi, Courtney. So good to see you. 
So this is what I do all day, every day. This is my life's purpose. I have conquered binge eating myself, obviously. And I just want to scream these tools and these strategies that I've learned as I've conquered binge eating. I just want to share it out with you guys, shout it from the rooftops and help you guys conquer binge eating in the most efficient way possible. So it wasn't always easy for me to stop when I was full. It's really easy to look at somebody who can naturally stop eating when they're full and leave food on their plate and just think they're lucky or just think, you know, that's what they've always done. But the reality is, as I've struggled with binge eating for an entire decade, and it was really, really difficult for me to be able to stop when I was full. There was a time where I had no idea if I was hungry or if I was full because I struggled with restriction. So I'd be hungry, but that little voice inside of my mind was like, you shouldn't be eating now. Why are you eating now? You shouldn't be having another snack. So I would oftentimes dismiss my hunger. And then when I was full, I'm like, well, just one more bite. What's another two cookies? I already feel bloated. I'm already full. So why not eat the entire rest of the box of cookies? And then tomorrow I'll do better, right? So there was always this dismissing my hunger, not listening to my hunger and then eating past fullness. So it was really difficult for my body to know if I was hungry, if I was full. And then the next day after a binge, I'd wake up still full. So I'm like, I know I should eat something, but I'm full. So my hunger and fullness cues were so out of whack. If you can relate to that, drop a yes in the chat box, okay? I completely understand. I'd overeat at, I'd say, 90% of my meals. I remember back in 2018 when I owned a fitness studio with my husband and I would be there from six in the morning until like eight, nine o'clock at night. So I would have to bring all of my meals with me and I would pack all my meals. I'd leave them in the fridge. And when it came to time that I was wanting to eat my lunch or whatever meal I was eating, I would look at my meals and be like, okay, this one meal, I really am craving the rice from this meal, but then this meal, I also really want the pasta. And then this meal, I also really want, you know, the, the, the chicken or whatever was in that meal. So what I'd end up, what would end up happening is I would go bring two meals with me and tell myself, I'm just going to have a little bit of this and then a little bit of this meal. And I would end up finishing both meals. Once the food was in front of me, there was no stopping. As soon as I had a bite of something, it's like out of body experience. I just had to shove food down my throat and I just had to keep on eating. So I overate at most of my meals. I also intellectually knew that I was full, but I kept on eating. And many times I ate until I was physically sick constantly searching for more food. Hi, Alex. So what ended up happening is like, I would finish my dinner. I knew I was full, but I'm like, okay, let me just have something sweet. And then after I had something sweet, well, let me have something salty. And then after I had something salty, let me just have some grapes to finish off the meal. And then next thing you know, it's like grazing here, grazing there. 
And then I just kept on going like a vacuum, like a vacuum cleaner. So I knew I was full, but I kept on eating. Okay. And then I would spend my entire days thinking about food, thinking about calories, thinking about when my next meal would be. I would be eating breakfast and already stressing about what I was going to eat. And then I was already thinking about what am I going to have for lunch? Like I woke up thinking about food and I went to bed thinking about food. It was all consuming. If you guys can relate to that, drop a yes in the chat box, right? You probably know how that feels. It's like your day is just so consumed with calories and food. And when's my next meal? And did I eat too much? Did I get enough protein? Did I have vegetables at every single one of my meals? Did I have half a cup of this? Was it 10 almonds? Like all the, all the thoughts in the mind, right? And then I would wake up in the morning feeling so bloated, so disgusting, so anxious from eating so much the night before. You guys, I remember waking up some mornings after my alarm went off at like sometimes 4.45, sometimes 5.30 because I like to get up early. I'm a little crazy, but that's okay. And I would have to like put my hands on my bed and like pause for a moment because I was so anxious. I, I thought I was like purposely gaining weight because I was eating so much. And the night before, it was like this weird thing of like, I'm just going to bed. Like nobody's going to see you. Like you can eat all the cookies. Like it's fine. Like you're not, you're not going to be with people. You're just going to bed, but I would go to bed. I'd have like night sweats and I'd be like sweating. I'd be tossing and turning. I'd have like nightmares. I'd wake up so bloated the next day. And then, you know, trying to put on a smile, going to work and like everyone looks on the outside. Oh, she looks fine. And on the inside, all your feeling is guilty and shameful and embarrassed about what you did. So I share this because I, it wasn't easy for me. I struggled too. Okay. I, I, I feel the need to share this because I think when we look at somebody who's conquered binge eating, it's, it's like we see that, but we don't also see that they struggled too. Okay. Now by me, doing the work and getting back in tune with my hunger and fullness cues, I've been able to naturally stop eating when I'm full and get to a point of body-based fullness versus mind-based fullness. So what I mean by this, there's a difference. You guys right, right now might be experienced a mind based fullness. So what this means is like you intellectually know that you're full, but your body says, keep going. That's mind-based fullness. What I experience now is body-based fullness. So my body feels full and I can stop. My body feels full and I can leave food on my plate. My body feels full and I can put the rest of the cookies back. That is body-based fullness versus mind-based fullness. Okay? There is a difference. 
by deleting my fitness pal and eating intuitively, I am more decisive with my food choices and no longer think about food 24 seven. When you are not decisive with your food choices, it's like there's a ping pong ball going back and forth in your mind. Should I eat this? Should I not eat this? This has too many calories. This has too much fat. This has oil in it. This has butter in it. This is too much carbs. Like there's so much chaotic energy in your mind when you are tracking macros and you're not decisive. But when you're decisive, you can make a choice. You can wake up in the morning, decide what you want to eat for breakfast. I want some waffles. You make yourself waffles. And then you don't have to think about food 24 seven because you're decisive. When we're not decisive, we're always thinking, did I make the right decision? Is this the quote unquote right thing to do? Did I do the right thing? We have to start being decisive with our food choices. And then lastly, by building self-trust, I now go about my days feeling calm, relaxed, and excited about my meals. You guys should be excited about your meals. One of my clients inside of my high-level Ditch Decade Diets Academy, she said, Lorna, I get excited about my meals. Like she hasn't binged in a long time. I worked with her for quite some time and she's like, I get so excited. Is that a bad thing? I'm like, no, like this is amazing. I love food. And I think some people think like, if you don't struggle with binge eating, you just like, don't like food or whatever. And I'm like, I freaking love food. You guys see on my stories, I post about my chocolate chip pancakes. Hi, Sarah, my badass client. Um, you know, I, I love my chocolate chip pancakes. I love everything that I eat. In fact, I love food so much more now because it's not this rush of anxiety. It's not eating in secret. So you're going to enjoy food so much more and feel calm and relaxed and actually be able to enjoy it when you're not binging. When you're binging, it's eating super fast, can't even taste it, secret energy like someone's going to walk in, I got to hurry up. You can't even enjoy it. There's guilt and then there's shame and then there's embarrassment. You can't even enjoy it. Okay. So now it's your turn. Okay, it's your turn to ease and freedom that I've created with my So this is all about how to stop eating when you're full. Now, when you think about this, when you think about trying to stop eating when you're full, what comes to mind? What comes to mind? I want you guys to drop in the chat. What comes to mind when you think about that? Do you think that's too hard? Do you think I have no control? Do you think I don't even know what I'm full? Or are you thinking, I know that I'm full, but I want to keep on eating? Like what comes to mind when you think about stopping when you're full? Can you drop that in the chat box for me? What comes to mind? Honestly, all of these things used to come to mind. I was like, that's impossible. I'm not that type of person. I can't even understand my hunger and fullness cues. But then also I would like feel my stomach getting bloated and I would like feel myself getting full, but I felt like I couldn't stop, you know? So I could kind of relate to all of them, but I'm interested to see what you guys resonate with. 
I don't know until I've eaten too much. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, whoa, what just happened? Why am I like physically sick right now? Like what, how did that even happen? And that usually happens when we're eating so fast, because you guys have to remember, it takes 20 minutes for the brain and the body to register full. So when we're eating super fast, it like hits you and you don't have time for your brain to register that it's full. So you get full so much faster. Um, I know I'm full, but I want to keep on eating. Yes. It's hard not clearing my plate like I had to as a kid. Yes. All of these beliefs, right? Like I was told that I have to finish everything on my plate. So now as an adult, that is like playing in the back of our mind. Yep. Thank you for sharing that. So I'm going to break down each one for you. So that's too hard. The reason that it feels really hard to stop eating when you're full is because you're used to overly eating at most of your meals. So if you're used to after eating your meal, you go up for seconds, that becomes habitual. Your brain knows that that's what you do. It knows the feeling of being overly full. And it's almost like if you were to not be at that point of overly full, like it kind of feels wrong, you know? Um, another thing too, is like, if you finish your meal and then you automatically go get something sweet, it feels like that's what you have to do. It's too hard not to, right? You guys know I'm big on rewiring the brain. So these, these are just habits that, that form in the brain when you're so used to going up for seconds or putting so much on your plate that you feel like you have to clear your plate and our eyeballs are bigger than our stomach. And then we feel bad for not finishing it, right? So that's where that's too hard comes into play. Another one, I have no control. So the reason you feel like it's hard to control yourself to stop eating when you're full is most likely because there are food rules and or you're not allowing yourself to eat what you want. Now, food rules does not have to just mean you don't allow yourself to eat chocolate or you don't allow yourself to eat bread. Food rules can also be amounts. So I think this is where people get confused because they're like, Lorna, I don't have any food rules. But then when we start talking and they join my coaching programs and we dissect it a little bit more and they're like, oh, well, I realized that I was actually only allowing myself, you know, one or two tablespoons of almond butter, or I was only allowing myself to go out for dinner on the weekends, or I was only allowing myself, you know, something sweet a few times per week. So it could be amounts, right, that you're restricting. It doesn't have to be a certain food. Like for me, I, for almond butter, that was one of my trigger foods. I literally can eat an entire jar of almond butter. I'd feel so sick, but I could do that because it was just, it was just like a trigger food for me. And I would only allow myself one or two tablespoons. And that is a food rule. So a lot of us say, well, I'm not, I'm not, it's not a food rule because I still eat it. But if you're putting limits on it, that's a food rule. Okay. Another thing is like tracking, like tracking your macros and saying you can only have this many carbs, this many fat, this many protein. That is also a food rule. 
Telling yourself only half a cup of rice is a food roll. Telling yourself vegetables or protein at every single meal, that's a food roll. That's a food roll. So we might not think that we have these food rules, but they're probably there. Okay. Another thing is if you're feeling out of control, you're probably trying to keep trigger foods out of the house. Okay. And I hear this all the time, Lorna, if I bring trigger foods into the house, I am going to binge. I am not going to be able to control myself. I'm going to binge on them. I'm going to overeat on them. And here's the thing. This is the truth that everybody needs to know. In order for you to make peace with trigger foods, sorry, in or mess that up. In order for you to have more control with trigger foods, you need to make peace with them. If you just keep them out of the house and ignore them, you're never going to make peace with it. Think about a friendship or a relationship. Let's say there was an argument, right? You guys are having an argument, whether it's with a friend or an intimate relationship, whatever. And let's say you're all heated up and you're like, I don't want to have this conversation. And you just walk away from the conversation. Is anything going to change? Is anything going to get better? Are you guys going to resolve the issue? Nope. Nope. Because you're trying to avoid it. And you think that's the solution. If I just avoid this person, everything's going to be okay. But then you see them at the mall once in a blue moon and it's like, oh shit. And you get anxious and you're frustrated. It's the same thing with trigger foods, right? You have to invite the friend over, so to speak, invite them into your house and have that conversation to make peace with it. Same with trigger foods. Same with trigger foods. Hi, Connie. So have the trigger food in the house so that you can make peace with that food so that you don't feel out of control. Avoidance is not, is not, is not the solution. Avoidance is not the solution. I want you guys to drop it in the chat. Avoidance is not the solution. We're making this interactive. If you've ever been to one of my masterclasses, I like you guys getting involved, okay? Avoidance is not the solution, okay? The next one, I don't know when I'm full. The reason you don't know when you're full is because hunger and fullness cues have become muted and blocked, okay? From years of dieting through conditioning, through diet culture, it's, it's really easy to dismiss our hunger, dismiss our fullness, and you can't even hear it. it. It's like, hello, is this thing even on? I remember like telling people, I'm like, I feel like I don't even have an intuition. <laughs> I don't know when I'm hungry. I don't know when I'm full. And the truth is we all have it inside of us, but it's like buried, right? It's like it's buried underneath all of the diet culture BS, right? Now, the last one here is for those of you guys that said, I know I'm full, but I want to keep on eating. A lot of the times this is due to either the last supper syndrome or the all or nothing mentality. So what I mean by this is you feel like, let's say you're going out for dinner 
And in your mind, you're like, I'm doing something bad and I'm already full. So I have to finish everything on my plate or I paid for dinner. So I have to finish everything on my plate or I went out to dinner and I did something bad. So I'm going to go home and binge because that's an opportunity to also have the cookies that I wanted and the ice cream that I wanted because I'm already bloated and I'm already full and I already feel like shit. So tomorrow is going to be a good day. Tomorrow is going to be a brand new day, right? That's what happens when we know we're full, but we want to keep on eating. It's like, well, I already messed up. So screw it. Screw it. What's another cookie? Let's just shove it in there. I'm already bloated. I'm already full right? So that is the all or nothing or the last supper syndrome where you feel like this is my last supper, right? I'm not going to have this food again. I'm not going to be able to, you know, I'm not going to be able to go out again, right? Okay. So which one can you resonate with the most? If you haven't dropped it down already, I think all of you guys have, um, but if you haven't, you can drop it down below, which one you can resonate with the most. Okay. Okay. So the number one reason why it is hard to stop eating when you're full is like I said, your hunger and fullness cues have become muted and blocked. So for example, it's 1 p.m. in the afternoon. You just ate lunch at 12.30. And in your mind, although you're hungry 30 minutes later, That little voice inside of your mind is like, you shouldn't be eating. You you can't be eating. You just ate 30 minutes ago. So you feel guilty. You feel like you're doing something bad. So then you don't eat. Even though your body is sending you a signal to eat, your mind is hijacking your experience and your mind is taking over and saying, you shouldn't be doing that. So then you dismiss your hunger cues. Another example is you're full from dinner, but you want something sweet. So you eat a little bite of something sweet and it's so good. You feel like you can't stop. So then you eat way past fullness and then you dismiss your fullness cues. I know I'm full, but this tastes really damn good. So one more bite, one more cookie, one more Oreo, one more bite of this. So do you guys see how like every single time you're dismissing these cues when you're hungry and you don't allow yourself to eat because of all these food rules and what we've been told, that's dismissing your hunger. And then every single time you eat past fullness, you're also dismissing your fullness cues. So no wonder they're gone missing. No wonder your hunger and fullness cues have gone missing. And here's the thing, you guys, your body knows best. Your body knows when you're hungry. Your body knows when you're full. The reality is we don't listen. We think external factors are smarter than our bodies. Ooh, my fitness pal knows better than me. Or this coach knows better than me. My trainer knows better than me. No freaking person knows your body better than you. 
But who do you trust? Everyone else. Everyone else except the person who can actually tell the truth. So you're at a restaurant and your girlfriend is ordering pizza. You ordered pizza and she only has two slices. And you're like, oh, I really want another one. But she stopped after two slices. Yeah, I'm good. Two slices is absolutely perfect. And that actually didn't do it for you. But you're, you're focusing on what other people are eating, how much other people are eating. And you're relying on that to tell you how much you should eat. And if you should keep going, if other people are ordering dessert at the restaurant, oh yeah, I want dessert. If nobody else is eating dessert at the restaurant, oh yeah, I don't want dessert. Your body knows best, but we don't listen to it, right? Through years of conditioning and diet culture, it makes you not want to trust your body. Because we think about all the times that you promised yourself you're going to stick to this diet. And when you couldn't, you blame yourself. What's wrong with me? I must be broken. Why can this person stay consistent, but I can't? Right? So what ends up happening, because you don't feel like you can trust yourself, you rely on those external factors to tell you how much you should be eating and what you should be eating. So for example, tracking calories and macros. If you are tracking calories and macros right now, drop a yes in the chat. So the problem with tracking calories and macros is this. Again, you're relying on external circumstances to tell you how much you should be eating. And the problem with that is it could be seven o'clock at night. This has happened to me at seven o'clock at night. And I remember, I don't know, for some reason, I have like this vivid memory of being at Andrew's parents' house and I was finishing up some cucumbers and it was like seven o'clock and I was like still hungry. But according to my fitness pal and according to my macros, I didn't have anything left. So I'm like eating these cucumbers and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to like drink all the teas and drink all the water and just go to bed early because I'm freaking starving and I don't have any macros left. That's you not listening to your body, or I should say me. That was me not listening to my body. I chose my fitness pal over the smartest person in the room, my body. Another example is it could be 4 p.m. in the afternoon and you're actually full, but you still have macros left or calories left. So in your mind, if you are a perfectionist like me, I'm like, well, I have to eat everything because I don't want to screw anything up. So I'm just going to make myself a bowl of cereal or, you know, have something just because I have the macros left. That's not you listening to your body right? So oftentimes people tell me like, Lorna, I'm tracking macros, but like, I'm not really tracking macros. And I'm like, yeah, because the reality is, is number one, it's all consuming. Number two, it's, it's, it's completely disregarding your body's hunger and fullness cues, right? If you still have macros left and you're full, that's dismissing your cues. If you don't have any macros left and you're still hungry, 
That's also dismissing your cues, okay? Another one is a meal plan. Now, I don't think anyone really does meal plans anymore. If you're on a meal plan, you can drop it in the chat. But I think more than a meal plan, what I mean by this is like, I think a lot of people tend to eat the same foods every single day or like roughly. And a lot of the times people do this just out of convenience. Like it's so much easier to just like eat very similar foods, especially if you enjoy them. Right. But the problem with this is that if you are, you know, telling yourself that you have like this, this rigid plan or whatever, and let's say you're like hungry at 10 AM, right? You're hungry at 10 AM and you're wanting a snack before lunch. Maybe in your mind, you're like, I can't, I shouldn't be eating a snack. Like, why am I hungry? You start questioning yourself. Well, I should just wait until lunch. But if you're hungry at 10 a.m., you should be eating. Have a snack. Like, there's nothing wrong with this. But there's so much judgment of I need to be perfect with this plan. Or let's say it's 8 o'clock at night and, you know, you want a snack before bed. Are you allowing yourself to or are you beating yourself up? Are you allowing yourself to or are you judging yourself? Are you allowing yourself to or are you feeling guilty the entire time that you're eating a bowl of cereal, right? Are you feeling guilty for eating 20 almonds versus the 15 almonds that you were supposed to eat? I remember when I used to do bodybuilding competitions very, you know, a long time ago, I used to do bodybuilding competitions and I got this meal plan from my coach and I think it was like 15 almonds or something. So for so many years, I would like have to count how many almonds that I was eating. So I was like, I can't go past 15. Like that's wild. Again, that's not you listening to your body. So I would always binge on all the almonds or actually was cashews for me because when we have rigid rules, we can't stop eating when we're full, right? I told myself 15 almonds, I'd binge on the entire package right? So hopefully this is making sense to you guys. Another thing is intermittent fasting. This is the worst to listen to your body, right? If it's, it's seven in the morning, you woke up and you're starving, but you tell yourself no honey buns. You're going to wait until 11 in the morning. Even if you feel like you're going to pass out, we can do this. Just, just drink the tea. Just, just drink the water. Like you got this girlfriend. What? What? You know, it's like you're hungry and you're completely dismissing it. Or in the evening, I used to I used to do all these things. That's why like I can relate to this so much. It was like intermittent fasting. I didn't allow myself to eat after 7 p.m. And all I would think about is food and all I would do is binge in the evening. When I was home alone, when nobody was around and I'd go to bed feeling sick. So we wonder why we're eating past fullness. But if we have these rigid rules, remember your body doesn't like rules. Remember that inner rebel comes up and it's like, you tell me I can't do this. I'm going to freaking do it. And I'm going to go balls to the wall and go on the other side of the spectrum. Right? So every time that you dismiss your hunger and fullness cues, 
they become harder to hear. I want to give you an example. So let's say you're dating. I don't know. I'm married. Maybe you're married too. But let's just say there's some dating going on. And one person is like really interested in you. Okay. They're super interested in you. And they're like texting you constantly. They're calling you constantly. And you not being interested in them, you see their message, you see the signal, and you ignore it. You see that they called and you dismiss it, you ignore it. What ends up happening after time and time again of you ignoring their signals is they eventually get at the point that you're no longer interested, you're not paying attention to them. So they're gonna stop sending you the text messages, they're gonna stop sending you. The the phone calls, your body does the same. When your body sends you a signal, hello, I'm hungry, or hello, I'm full, and you ignore it, and you ignore it, you shouldn't be hungry, or I'm full, but I'm just going to keep on eating. Every time you ignore it, your body's like, this chick isn't even sending, like, this chick's not paying attention to me. I'm not going to send her signals anymore. I'm not going to send her the hunger signal. I am not going to send her the fullness signal because she's not even paying attention to me. Does this make sense? Drop a yes. Give me some hearts, please. I want to see some love in the chat if this is making sense. You don't pay attention to it. It's going to stop sending you those signals. Bottom line. Okay? Bottom line. Okay. Now to give you some hope, listen, your hunger and fullness cues are there. I promise you, you absolutely can get back in tune with them. I don't care if you can't hear them right now. I don't care if you dieted for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I've worked with people that have dieted, yo-yo dieted for 50 plus years and they have gotten back in tune with their hunger and fullness cues. So you are no exception. It doesn't matter how long you haven't felt them for or how long you've dieted for, they are there and you absolutely can get back in tune with them, okay? Okay, so let's get into some tangible steps here. So what feeling, I want you guys to drop this in the chat. What feeling do you get when you're full? What's the feeling that you get? For me, being full was always the word that came to mind. The feeling that came to mind was discomfort. What is your word? What is the feeling that you experience? Drop it in the chat. What is that feeling? Is it uncomfortable? Is it bloated? Is it maybe frustrated? Maybe you're so frustrated that you ate so much. Like, why did I do that again? I promised myself last night was going to be the very last time, right? How many of us promised ourselves this is going to be the very last binge? And then we say that like a million times, right? Um, Heavy, uncomfortable, bloated. Yeah. So for me, it was mainly discomfort and bloated, but it was also safety. Let me explain what I mean by this. And you can let me know if this is making sense. So safety 
when eating past fullness can be due to two main reasons, okay? Past or current restriction, or your body is used to being overly full. So there is some habitual overeating going on. So what I mean by this is when we look at restriction, if you have ever struggled with this restriction in the past, or you're experiencing current restriction right now, or depriving yourself of certain foods, what ends up happening is your body is afraid. Your body is scared because it doesn't know the next time it's going to have food again. So what ends up happening is it's like, I don't know when I'm going to get food again. So I have to hoard all this food. I have to binge. I have to eat past fullness. I can't stop when I'm full. I have to like have extra because I don't know when the next time I'm going to have food. This happened to me so many times. So in the past, I heavily struggled with restriction and that turned into binge eating, which I think for a lot of people, this is kind of the path that unfortunately happens. But for me, when I was restricting, I, it was like, I didn't want to go to bed hungry. You know, like I was so scared of like going to bed hungry. So in the evening, I would always binge in the evening. I'd binge when I was home alone. Like that was a time of like hoarding because I had this internal fear, which was kind of subconscious. Like I had to have great awareness and, and, and be, um, on my healing journey to have the awareness that I was scared to be hungry in the middle of the night, or I didn't want to wake up feeling starving. Right. So this could be like in the back of our mind that it, it, it might not be consciously present, but it could be like a subconscious limiting thing that is going on in our mind. I actually have one of my clients that I work with inside of my high level Ditch Decade Diets Academy program. And she said the same thing. She said, I think I'm, you know, having a snack in the evening because I don't want to get hungry. And she struggled with restriction in the past as well, too. So there's so many things you don't have to struggle with nighttime eating to experience this. But even like during the day, if I knew that I would be at school or at work or I would be with people during the day, I was scared to eat in front of other people. So what ends up happening is like before I went to the social event, give me all the food give me all the food because I don't know what's going to be at the social event. Is there going to be food for me? Can I eat that food? I was so struck. uh, I was struggling so much with restriction and feeling anxious around food all the time that I would be like scared to go to family events and eat other people's food because I don't know what's in it. So I was so worried about not like not eating all day because I didn't know what's going to be there. So I couldn't stop eating when I was full beforehand because I needed to make sure that I was full. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Let me know. Now, that's the first thing. Okay, so restriction is, is there's that safety in that piece. Now, there's also the safety piece in your body just being used to being overly full, right? When you have repeated something over and over, over and over again. Hi, Emily. You're, it becomes easier over time. Think about the urge to binge. 
You guys know I'm the queen of getting rid of the urge to binge. I have a whole entire program, Stop the Urge on that. This is exactly what I help my clients with. But every single time you feel that urge to binge and then you give in, guess what? It becomes so much easier to give in over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? And when you're so used to being overly full, it feels safe. It feels comforting. Although it's uncomfortable, there's safety in it. Does that make sense? Give me a yes in the chat. Does that make sense? You feel uncomfortable. You feel physically sick. You feel bloated. But it's like, for me, if I didn't feel overly full, I couldn't concentrate on my work. I was like, there was like that urge in the back of my mind, like that itchy mosquito bite, like I have to keep eating. And it was like buzzing in my ear and I couldn't concentrate on anything else except like giving in and eating and and eating more. So that was the safety piece that I'm talking about. Okay. And, and think about this, like any habit, you guys, like any habit, like if you're so used to like going to bed at 12, 12, 12 midnight, which I don't know how you guys do that. I'm like a grandma. I go to bed at like nine, but let's say you go to bed at like 12 PM or sorry, 12 AM. And all of a sudden somebody's like, you need to be in bed by nine. Like it's so much harder to break that cycle. Right. So saying, you know, you're so used to eating past fullness and then saying you have to cut back on your portions. It can feel like impossible. And that is why Focusing on portion control, telling yourself to just eat less, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, right? Because if this is this is a habit that's been so ingrained into the brain. We can't focus on the food piece. We have to focus on the mindset piece, okay? So number one, you need to pay attention to your body's cues. What I mean by this is so often we are go, 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 go. You're, you're eating your meal in your car. You're eating your meal as you're rushing to work. You're eating your meal as you're getting your kids stuff ready. Like you're standing up in front of the cabinets in the kitchen with your hand in the bag, hand in the mouth, hand in the bag, hand in the mouth. You're not even sitting down. And when we're in go, go, go mode, you can't pay attention. Am I hungry? Am I full? It's how fast can I eat this? So we have to pay attention. How am I feeling? Like, how am I physically feeling? How am I emotionally feeling? How, do, how is my body feeling right now? What cues is my body sending me? Now, I will say this. You can be paying attention and not listen. So that's the second thing. You have to actually listen. If your body is sending you those signals, I am hungry, and your body is sending you those signals, I am full, you got to listen. Even if you're hungry and you just ate 30 minutes ago, you got to listen. Even though the pumpkin pie looks so damn good and you've already eaten a piece, if you are full, We have to pay attention to that fullness cue and then honor it and listen to it. This is a sign of self-respect. There is no restriction here. Restriction is you can't eat the apple pie. 
or the pumpkin pie. Honoring and listening to your body is you can have the apple pie or the pumpkin pie and you're going to stop when you're full because this is what normal eating is. This is what normal eating is. You eat when you're hungry. You don't deprive yourself, but you stop when you're full. Think about any person in your life right now, whether it's a husband, a partner, a mom, a a daughter, they eat the apple pie or the pumpkin pie. And if they, if they don't want anymore, they just leave it. They listen to their body. It's like, I can move on. Like they just leave and they just go watch TV. They listen to their body. So they don't feel the need to eat the entire pie because they know that they can have it again tomorrow. And they're paying attention. They're honoring their body. I'm not I can't have any more right now. If I have another bite, it's actually not going to be enjoyable. I think that's something that we have to remember too, you guys. We think, oh, this is so good. I just want another bite. I just want another bite. But when you get to that point of like overly full, physically sick, it's no longer enjoyable anymore, right? It's no longer enjoyable anymore. If you agree with that, give me some hearts because I remember like, damn, the... A hundredth piece piece of banana bread, chocolate chip banana bread that I'd be eating. I'm like, I can't even taste this right now. (laughs) I'm like, I literally can't even taste this right now, but I can't stop, you know? So I get it. Now you've paid attention. You're listening to your body and then you have to remove the judgment because when you're starting to pay attention and you start honoring, let's say your hunger and you eat even though it's two in the afternoon or it's 10 o'clock at night, there might be judgment that comes in. Why are you eating again? Judgment from yourself or judgment from external factors. Maybe somebody is making a comment. You're eating again or you eat so much. Own it. Yes, I am. I'm hungry. Or you have a, a few bites of something and maybe you actually don't want it. And somebody makes a comment. Yeah, I don't feel like it right now. Like remove the judgment, listen to your body and pay attention. Okay. So in the chat box, you're going to write this down in the chat box, pay attention, comma, listen, comma, comma, judgment, pay attention, comma, listen, comma, judgment. When you write it down, you remember it more. Okay. So we pay attention. We listen and then we release the judgment. Okay. Who's going to be a good student? (laughs) Joking. Okay. So let's talk about what disconnects you from your body. Okay. What disconnects you from your body? We have to understand this because if you want to stop eating when you're full, we have to see what prevents you from being able to do that. Okay. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Colleen. You guys are amazing. Okay. So what disconnects you from your body? Are we ready? Guilt, shame, judgment, anxiety, and thinking about food 24-7. When you are experiencing any of these things, the guilt, the shame, the judgment, the anxiety, obsessing about food and calories, there is no way you are connected to your body because when you experience these emotions, they're heavy. 
they're heavy, right? So if you're, if you're experiencing guilt or judgment or anxiety, and you're so up in your head, you're not connected to your body. When we are so consumed by these emotions, by these feelings, you're thinking about food 24 seven, you're tracking your calories, you're tracking your, your food, you're weighing and you're tracking and you're measuring and, and all the things you can't connect to your body. So you don't know, does this food sound good? Does this even taste good? Am I even hungry? It blocks your body's ability to experience satisfaction, pleasure, and being able to naturally stop when you're full. If there is guilt there, let's say you're eating a brownie or even it doesn't have to be anything like that. It could be like rice or it can be pasta or bread or whatever, whatever we're eating. And if there is guilt, it's like you're eating it, but like you're feeling so guilty and you're like feeling bad about it. So it's like you're so disconnected from your body. But if you were to eat something and not experience those those feelings, you'd be connected to your body so that you can stop when you're full. So do you guys see how there's so much that goes into play? We have to release the guilt. We have to do work to release the shame and the embarrassment and the judgment and the anxiety. We have to stop thinking about food 24-7. You have to stop tracking everything that you eat and, and being so consumed by food because that doesn't help you to stop when you're full. Okay. Give me some hearts if this is making sense. Okay. Okay. So this all begins with eating intuitively and no longer relying on an app to tell you how much you should be eating. You guys are, are, are listening to this. You're now understanding we can't focus on anything else than our body because our bodies know best. Eating intuitively equals being in tune with your body. So many people have this misconception of what eating intuitively actually is. And I'm going to bust some myths right now. So here are some lies of intuitive eating. People think you just eat whatever you want, whatever you want. You don't take into consideration take into consideration how you feel. You eat junk all day because you can, you don't take care of your health and you are even more out of control with food. The truth is you're in tune with your body. You're connected to your hunger and fullness cues. You eat when you're hungry, you stop when you're full, but you also don't make that another rule because it is okay to sometimes eat when you're not hungry and have a little bit more when you're full. If something just sounds good, we're not doing that 99.9% of the time. But if we do, we're not, we're not judging ourselves. We're not beating up ourselves about it. You prioritize your health and how you feel. I am the healthiest that I've ever been. And I eat intuitively. It's, it's funny to me when people say, I like care about my health and fitness. And if I eat intuitively, like I have body goals and I have health goals and I'm, and I'm just like intuitive eating is you actually taking better care of your health because you can stop eating when you're full. You can eat a small piece of chocolate and move on without eating the entire chocolate bar. If you're tracking and feeling guilty and just saying, screw it. Right. So you actually know what foods make you feel your best, 
what foods keep you full for a longer period of time, and you have more control, like I said. So what people think you eat as an intuitive eater is the burgers, the, chi the chips, the chocolate, the brownies, the ice cream, the fries. What you actually eat is majority of the time you eat plenty of whole foods. You got your salads, your vegetables, your healthy fats, you've got your healthy carbs, and then sprinkled in, you can have a burger if you want, you can have the chocolate if you want, there's zero guilt, there's no binging. It's just easy. It's normal eating. This is what normal people eat. The majority of the time, it's healthy whole foods. And then sprinkled in, there's also favorite treats. So again, what people think you eat as an intuitive eater is the entire chocolate bar. You're always having something sweet after dinner because you can. Always saying yes to dessert and going out to eat so much more when really you might have a few pieces of chocolate or however many you want, you want in that moment, it's always different. So sometimes for me, I actually just went to the grocery store today. I picked up two bags of chocolate chips. I love dark chocolate chips. I haven't even had them and I bought them today. But when I wasn't eating intuitively, ironically, I'd probably finish half of the bag. Now I eat intuitively. I'm like, I can have it. So I'm like, I don't really want it to be honest with you. Maybe tomorrow I'll want it. Or maybe after this, I'll want it. We'll see. Like there's so much choice. There's so much flexibility, right? Sometimes having something sweet after your meals, if you feel like it, if not, it's not a big deal. You're not after your meal. Oh my gosh, I need to eat something sweet. Oh my gosh. Or if you didn't eat it, you're like at your desk, still thinking about it. There's none of that normal eating eating dessert if you feel like it and saying no when you don't want it. So my husband loves ice cream. I enjoy ice cream too. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Let me know. Mine's chocolate chip cookie dough. Drop it in the chat. But sometimes he'll like, hey, you want to go for an ice cream run? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then sometimes I'm like, no. Like, it's just easy. You say yes if you want. You say no if you don't. You don't have to get dessert all the time. As an intuitive eater, you are in tune with your body and you say yes when you want and no when you don't want, okay? And then prioritizing home-cooked meals, but then also having zero anxiety when you go out. I, oh my God, mint chocolate chip, that used to be my favorite. I used to eat that all the time with my dad with an ice cream cone. Oh my God, I haven't had that in so long. Um, but prioritizing home cooked meals. I love cooking. I actually, I lied. What am I even saying? I don't like cooking. I like home cooked meals. Okay. I liked home cooked meals, but if I go out for dinner, there's zero stress. There's zero anxiety. This is normal eating. Okay. So we talked about what disconnects us from our body. And now let's talk about how you can reconnect to your body so you can stop eating when you're full. So as I talked about many, many times, eating intuitively. The only way to get back in tune with your hunger and fullness is to eat intuitively. And now what I see most people say is intuitive eating doesn't work because I just feel even more out of control and I'm just gaining so much weight. You, it takes time, you guys, to get back in tune with your hunger and fullness cues. Intuitive eating is not a diet. You can't expect to see results tomorrow. 
And with the proper step-by-step process, you will get back in tune with your hunger and fullness cues. Eating intuitively is the most sustainable way to eat and the only way to get back in tune with your hunger and fullness. If you are tracking calories and macros, remember that disconnects you from your body because you're thinking about food so much more. You have, you have rules of how much you can eat. So that is the first thing. The second thing is grounding techniques. Like I said, so many people are eating, standing up in their car, like rushing when their partner goes to bed or when nobody's home and you're doing things so fast. Let's take a moment to ground yourself. Can you sit down? Can you place your feet on the floor? Can you spread your toes? Can you feel your your feet rooted on the floor? Can you feel your sit bones on the chair beneath you? Can you feel your back up against the chair? Like, can you ground yourself for a moment? Can you connect to your body? Can you do some breath work? You guys know I'm a huge fan of breath work. Breath work is the most powerful, one of the most powerful healing modalities. I do this every single month with my high level Ditch Decade Diets Academy clients. And this is a great way to get out of your mind into your body. So you're less impulsive with food so that you can cope with your emotions without turning to food so that you can actually feel your intuition and listen to it. So doing some breath work, it doesn't have to be long. But doing some breath work, and this is different than deep breathing, um, but you can do some breath work prior to your meal to regulate your nervous system, to get out of this busy, chaotic mind into your body, okay? And then focusing on your senses, your five senses. What does the food look like? What does the food taste like? And I know you guys might be like, blah, 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 mindfulness. But like, if we need to reconnect to our body, this just slows you down. Instead of rush of anxiety, surge of energy, gotta hurry up before somebody walks in, like you're, you're, you're enjoying the moment. So this is what it tastes like. This is what it, what's the texture You know, what does it smell like? Like take the time to connect to your body. Okay. So the last thing I want to talk about here is what to do before, during, and after a meal to stop when you're comfortably full. So before a meal, you want to do a self-check-in. How are you feeling physically? How do you feel mentally and emotionally? How are you feeling hunger-wise? If you are going into a meal ravenous, starving, 99.9% of the time, you're going to eat past fullness. Now, if you're going into the meal not really that hungry, 99.9% of the time, you're probably going to eat past fullness because you're not even hungry to begin with. So if you're sitting on the couch and you're just boredom eating the chips or the popcorn in your cupboards and you're not even hungry. Well, if you're not hungry going into it, then you're probably going to eat past fullness because you're not even hungry to begin with. Right? So before a meal, how am I feeling? Like, what are some physical sensations? Is my stomach growling? Do I have a headache? Am I bored? How am I feeling? Am I stressed? How am I doing? 
how many of us actually check in with ourselves on a day-to-day basis? Right? It's like, again, go, 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 go. I'm off to the next meal. I'm off to the next meeting. I'm off to do this. You have to check in. Okay. Now, during a meal, you have to increase the level of pleasure and satisfaction. I talk about this in all of my programs with all of my clients that I will never stop talking about it because it's important. So often you are focused on what should I eat? What do I have to eat? Not what sounds good. What's going to satisfy me? There is a difference between feeling full and feeling satisfied. You can be full, but if you're not satisfied, you're going to keep searching for food. You're going to eat past fullness. You're going to keep on eating because you're not satisfied. So I think back to like my day. So I eat very healthy because I just, I like to feel good. I like to take care of my health being a previous, you know, nutrition coach and all the things in the past. Now, of course, I focus on binge eating coaching, but when I was, you know, all, I was always a health, health freak. Okay. I've always been into healthy eating, but I thought my meals were satisfying. Like I love rice. I love chicken. I like, I like broccoli, but like the level of satisfaction of that meal, like you could do so much better. You know what I mean? Like I went out for dinner and I ordered, um, it was so good. It was this basil pesto pasta with some mushroom chicken and then some vegetables on the side. And because I ordered what I wanted and I felt super satisfied, you know what ended up happening? I couldn't finish the meal. And that doesn't happen that often, but I had to pack up the meal because I was so satisfied. It was so pleasurable you don't have to keep eating when you're not satisfied and you're eating something just because it's a healthier option and you feel like you have to eat it. You're going to try to find that satisfaction. And a lot of the times it's come the evening time when willpower is at an all time low and it's like, screw it. Just give me the chocolate bar. Right? So I packed up my meal when I went out for dinner and I actually had it for, for leftovers the, the next day. And you know what ended up happening? I forgot it at Andrew's parents' house. And Andrew, we were in the car and he's like, do you want to go back and get it? And I'm like, dude, I'm not that interested in it. But it's it's so funny. Like, this is what can happen when you have a healthy relationship with food. Like, you, it just, it's not a big deal. You're like, it was good. I can go to the restaurant tomorrow if I want. Like, I don't have to have the second leftovers, like I'm, I'm cool. I'm good. So increasing the level of satisfaction, increasing the level of pleasure is really important. Now, after a meal, what do you have to do? Realistically, not much. If you check in with yourself before a meal and your meal is super satisfying, you shouldn't have to do much after a meal. You should be able to naturally stop when you're full, when you repeat this process. Now, of course, if you're looking for something more tangible, something that you can remind yourself is the food isn't going anywhere. Like I talked about with my leftover situation, there is not, oh my gosh, I'm going out for dinner and I don't do this often. So, and I paid for the meal. So I have to eat the whole thing. 
And even if I'm full, I have to keep eating. There's none of that. There's none of that. When you eat normally, you stop when you're full. You understand you can have leftovers the next day. You can leave the food on your plate and just simply move on, right? So that's really important. But if you're still like in this dieting mentality or or you're tracking, let's say you're tracking calories and macros, this is going to be hard for you to do. Because I remember when I was tracking and I'm like, okay, so in my fitness pal, it said one boiled potato that I'm having for dinner and then a seven ounce steak. So I have to finish it all because if I only eat a little bit, how do I know what the macros are? And then if I want leftovers for dinner, for lunch tomorrow, how am I supposed to weigh that out? And it was like so much going on in my mind that it was just easier to finish the meal and kind of like be over it. Like just, just get it over with. Like, let me just eat all this shit. (laughs) And then tomorrow I'll get back on track type of thing. You know, so we have to remind ourselves that the food isn't going anywhere. Okay. So a recap, the number one reason why it's hard to stop when you're full is because your hunger and fullness cues have been muted and blocked. You may be trying to find safety when eating past fullness due to current or past restriction or habitual eating. The guilt, shame, judgment, anxiety, thinking about food 24-7 or tracking macros disconnects you from your body. The only way to reconnect to your body is by eating intuitively and focus on what to do before, during, and after your meal. That's supposed to be after your meal, okay? So do we have any questions? If you have any questions about this particular topic, drop it in the chat and I am going to answer. But before I do, I did want to share a something with you guys. If you are interested, if you've gotten what you need today, amazing. If you are wanting to go deeper and be able to reconnect to your body, be able to eat intuitively in a way where you can eat normally again, I do have a program coming up, which I'm so excited about you guys. This program is called Eat normally, because I know you want to be able to eat normally again. So this program is going to help you transition out of tracking calories and macros into intuitive eating without spiraling out of control. So I'm going to teach you how to ditch the dieting mentality, how to reconnect to your body so that you can not only just listen and and not, not just hear your hunger and fullness, but you can actually listen to them. I'm going to teach you the key principles of intuitive eating in a step-by-step process so that you can eat normally again. And I'm going to teach you where you don't have to weigh and track and measure all of your food ever again. So this is really, you guys, the exact process that I took to go from years and years and years of obsessing about food and and having food on my mind 24-7, feeling out of control with food, to building that self-trust, listening to my body and eating like a normal person again, okay? So you get weekly live trainings with me. 
Um, there's Q and A's as well too. You get a group chat support. You don't have to navigate this on your own. I know trying to eat intuitively can, there's a lot of, you know, there can be fear that comes in. You don't have to navigate this on your own. You've got such a supportive, amazing community that will be there to support you as well as myself as you navigate your intuitive eating journey. And then of course you get lifetime access to the program. So if this is something that you are interested in, you can just send me over a message. It's really simple right after this or tomorrow, you can send me a DM and just message me and I'll share all the details with you. Okay. Um, if we have any questions, we can drop them in the chat down below and I will do my best to answer them if there are any questions or any takeaways or anything that you'd like to share with me, any aha moments or anything you wanna share with me, you can drop it in the chat. I will say to you guys, um, so this program is starting next week. So if you wanna get in, just, just message me. Um, I also always have my high level Ditch Decade Diets Academy program. You guys hear me talk about this a lot. It is a four month program. It's high level support. This is for the person that wants to go all in. They want to like, they want to go big. They want to end binge eating for good. They want to get all of the support that's always available too for that person that wants to take that next step. So just as a, an invitation as well too. Okay, you guys, looks like we don't have any questions. So I think we are all good to go. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me. I hope you guys found this so helpful. And I hope you are so excited to know that you can get back in tune with your hunger and fullness cues. You can get back to eating like a normal person again. And I'm just so excited to be able to support you and be able to help you be that person. You're welcome, Lori. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. This is so much fun, you guys. Amazing. Okay, well, enjoy the rest of your night, you guys. Hopefully you found this so helpful. DM me, message me if you're interested in any of those programs, and I will share all the details with you. So have a beautiful rest of your evening, your day, your night, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye.